It is about that time. Hey, DJ D is on the airwaves with the Dark Interest Goth Radio. The best in goth, uh, death rock, spooky tunes, horror, punk, post-punk, Halloween countdowns, all that sort of thing um, on a Father's Day weekend. We are here until 10 o'clock, bringing best in all of that sort of stuff. And I'm joined here with uh, Dub Deasy from uh, One More Saturday Night. We were just hanging out talking about aliens a second ago. He's going to be joining me for the first little bit of the show. And, uh, yeah, and on your request, 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WUSC. Brand new releases on the show tonight. Got a Rockabilly set. Uh, Going to talk some horror TV. Going to do a Father's Day set. Right now, live Bauhaus. It's 135 days until Halloween, and this is your Dark Entries Goth Radio. Here we go.
All right, kids, uh, live Bauhaus with Preston Jeff and Jimmy Dave Bob. With uh, the man with the x-ray eyes, and I'm joined here with uh, uh, the old WDs from One More Saturday Night, who let me sit in on the last part of his show, so he's sitting in on the first part of mine. Oh, it might be good if I actually turn the microphone on that so they can hear you. That'd be good. Hello. <laughs> so, he was chattering away. Didn't even have the mic on. That's right. Still, <laughs> so, still ranting about aliens. <laughs> yeah. He gave away some secrets. I, I should have turned the mic on because he, <laughs> he was like, and that's when they came down and they told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now. You guys can't hear it now. No. Nah. No, you had a war, may, war, way more interesting tale you were fixing to tell me about that track we just heard. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's from the, the live album called Press Eject and Give Me the Tape. And it's called that because I can't remember what track it is. I think it's near the end. Um, the story is apparently someone was bootlegging, mm. which was not as acceptable back in the day. You know, mm. <laughs> this was in the 80s when this was recorded. And so you can actually hear, I think it's Kevin Haskins. I could be wrong. It's one of the guys in the band. You can hear him in the background on the track saying, Press Eject and Give Me the Tape. Oh. Somebody was like in the front row with like a tape recorder bootlegging the thing, and he was like screaming at him. Yeah, so oh. that's why it's called that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. I remember those days and seeing tapers. I was, you know, I was like on the festival scene there for a while. I wasn't on. I just went to festivals, and you'd always see the tapers, mm-hmm. you know, in in the crowd, uh, and and the Grateful Dead famously didn't care people taped, and there's a whole culture around that. So. So, I mean, it's got to be frustrating for an artist who's trying to sell tickets to a show and sell albums and everything like that to have these bootlegs floating around out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's why, you know, it always comes back to, like, buy the merch. If you can, buy the merch, kids. Yeah. yeah. That's how these guys make their living, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, and you just pointed yeah. out to me, we got a picture of Bauhaus on the wall here. We the do. Studio. Yeah. I, I have no idea where they came from. Yeah. You think you you think I would have written put it up there, but no, uh, it's been there for a couple of years now. Yeah, uh, someone made a uh, a fake Mountain Dew flavor. It's a it's a picture of Bauhaus in a Chinese restaurant or something. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot happening in this picture. <laughs> it looks yeah. entirely photoshopped. It looks like a Mickey D's. <laughs> yeah, they're like in a Mickey D's. Somebody photoshopped them inside of McDonald's or something, and then at the top of it, it's, it's Taco Bell. Oh, it's a Taco Bell. And then the top corner is uh, the Mountain Dew label, and it's it's like somebody's making a new Mountain Dew flavor, and it's called Mountain Dew Bauhaus Blast, <laughs> which needs to happen. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I would buy. <clears throat> so, yes. Uh, so come be a DJ at WSC. It's one of the many fun posters and flyers you can see hanging uh, draped all over the joint in here. There's not a spare inch to spare. We are surrounded by doodles and scruples and flyers and homemade Photoshop things. Yeah, all kinds of lore captured. I'm looking at a Butthole Surfers poster from yeah. apparently they played a show at Rockefeller's. Oh, wow. So, yeah, just a little sample. The picture of Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. This says Remember Curtis on it. <laughs> and this, this poster for a show that I wish still existed. It's a giant poster for the court of <clears throat> the Lizard King, uh, the Prague show that used to be on. I did enjoy that show. Uh, yeah, the top left corner they photoshopped in the cover to uh, King Crimson's uh, um, In the Court of the Crimson King album, which I actually also have on vinyl. Um, interesting story about that album. So that's top left corner. That's the album cover, right? Mm-hmm. So um, <coughs> the reason I first discovered King Crimson was because freshman year here at USC, uh, my freshman year roommate I got assigned to was this eccentric character called Matt. And... Uh, I had never heard of Prague music. 
I'd heard prog music. I just didn't know what I was listening to. I'd never heard of King Crimson. I'd never heard of that genre. You know, I was I was green. Didn't know what I was doing. And uh, he knew all the stuff because he had an older brother who owned a record store at some point. Mm-hmm. So he turned him on to all this really underground, subjective, like I mean, subversive, like prog stuff and experimental stuff and uh, stuff like Captain Beefheart and like Frank Zappa and oh yeah, uh, that whole scene, you know. And mm-hmm. so he turned me on to all that. <clears throat> and uh, what he liked to do <coughs> was play me the weirdest proggiest most experimental stuff like Laurie Anderson or whatever he could come up with and just to get my reaction out of it and just loved seeing my reaction out of stuff so um, I stepped out of the dorm for a second I come in hand to God if you guys know the cover of the album you know what I'm talking about King Crimson is the core of the Crimson King classic album cover uh, I walk in this man is on the bed jumping up and down on the bed hopping from hook from foot to foot wearing nothing but his skivvies he stripped down to his his, his boxers and he's holding up that album cover to his face. <laughs> and he's hopping from foot to foot. Mm-hmm. And he's just singing 21st century skit sword band. <laughs> he's just doing it. <laughs> and so that's what you walk in on freshman year, USC. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like a good time. <laughs> sounds like a good time. And, and yeah. it only gets better as you get older, folks. It's that's it. Freshman year of college. Just wait till you get your own that's, place. That's <laughs> first week. First week freshman year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And here I am, DJing college radio now. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Did he was did he editorialize at all about what got him to that state uh, at that time? I, I don't think much editorializing was needed. Right. There were uh, – um, he was elevated. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. Uh, he was um, he was uh, treating his glaucoma. Right. So, oh, yeah. I was thinking something else because, yeah. uh, incidentally, I was thinking earlier today that it's about that time for magic mushrooms to start popping up in the cow fields. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. They will, they will be coming down. Now, now uh, contraband in South Carolina as of 2005, relatively recently. Mushrooms? Yeah, it was not a law until 2005 they passed a law that you could not be in possession of psilocybin or psilocybin-containing substances like wow. magic mushrooms. Hmm. Prior to 2005, there was nothing, nothing, uh, you know, not not compliant mm, <laughs> about wow. having the mushrooms. Wow. The, the issue was... Uh, was uh you know if you if you were trying to get into somebody's cow field that wasn't yours <laughs> then that was technically trespassing unless but you have you have to be warned against trespassing so if you're not warned yeah, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. so yeah wow yeah i don't know what it is in north carolina i would assume it's probably a little bit more easy uh up there but uh um i've never been in possession of this, of it myself but I've, I've done gigs in north carolina uh in which um the fungus was was among us, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean it was pretty easily accessible that sort of thing. So yeah, but Asheville's a whole different scene altogether. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Asheville's just they were Asheville-ing. So yeah, um, I've been spending more time up there lately. Like I, I've been going to shows more there lately. I I, I don't I don't know why I haven't before. Mm-hmm. I mean I used to do a few gigs up there at some clubs. Uh, and then years and years and years went by. I never went at all unless it was just a show. Like I, the last time I went was well over 10 years ago to see the Pixies, right? So it was like, it was the last tour with Kim Deal, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Don up there went up, went, went up to go do that. And then and then a decade or so goes by. And then 
recently, when I say recently, I mean like in the last like six months, I've been going to gigs, been going to shows up there, you know, including like Skinny Puppy and uh, Molecat Doma and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know what, why I just wrote it off, and for some reason got it stuck in my head that Asheville was too far to drive mm-hmm. when it's an hour from where I live. Yeah, I was. It's literally I was just longer to get to Charlotte. I don't yeah. want to like dox you, but I yeah. was just like, that's got to be way closer where, where it you is. Are. Yeah. What was I doing? I'm like Asheville. <laughs> right. I can't drive to Asheville. That's too far. No, it's literally shorter than going to Charlotte. I go to Charlotte all the time. Yeah. So it, it takes longer to drive here every week. So I guess is it? Yeah. Don't the roads? Doesn't the interstate start to get like a little curvy and kind of mountainous? Yeah. Like, so towards Asheville. Yeah. So like, I don't even take where I'm at. I don't even take 85. Like mm-hmm. I take, there's some back roads essentially, and I think oh. you end up on it some. And it's, it's yeah, that'd I'm be the way forgetting to go to Asheville. Now, there's like a main highway. I wouldn't even call it an interstate. There's like a highway that just goes up there. Yeah, and yeah, you are just winding around in the mountains. Yeah, oh. and uh, you can just kind of skip the interstate altogether. Yeah, yeah, so. that sounds fun. I remember driving in that neck of the woods one time, listening to the Lord of the Rings on tape. <laughs> Would be the way to do it. Pretty epic. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty yeah. epic. But I think yeah. I normally go I-26 if I'm going. Yeah, that way. Well, from here, it probably would be the easiest way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the route. It's so weird how I have to drive what seems to me south to get to get here for an hour and a half mm-hmm. from where I'm at, and if I want to go to Charlotte, that's an hour and a half north. Mm-hmm. But if you're down here, it also takes about an hour and a half to get to Charlotte. That should be three yeah. hours, but it's the same. <laughs> it takes the same amount of time. Yeah, that's it's a weird triangle. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's geometry yeah. for you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what if that's like a isosceles or equilateral. Yeah, of the triangle variety. I don't know. Speaking of here's a subway. Speaking <laughs> of uh, triangles and uh, triangle shaped spaceships. Oh right. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna get to my first set here, but I, I did at least we had to throw this at least once. And you may have already discussed this. Like I said, I'm sorry I came in on the tail end of your show, so I missed most of it. Um, have you had any experiences yourself you'd like to discuss? With, uh, like, ETs or aliens? No. No. Or I the mean, paranormal. Any, any of the paranormal. Or paranormal. Yeah, yeah. Um, paranormal, I would say, yeah. You know, I've gotten those tingly feelings before when I felt like felt like I'm, I'm not alone. I'll tell you this story. This is a Dark Entries exclusive here. So once upon a time, I used to be a student at this illustrious university, and uh, – and I earned my degree. I've got it. They ain't taking it away from me now, so I'll talk about it. I used to live on a horseshoe. And, uh, uh, a little horseshoe. Shoe. All right. Yeah, and it was. it's always been rumored that those campus buildings are haunted by some entity or another. There's, there's one kind of infamous story that the horseshoe used to be a field hospital that was run by the north, the you know yankee troops and uh and that there was there that that if you were a a southern troop a confederate soldier and you were at this field hospital that this that one of the this one yankee nurse would poison you at your bedside and uh it is rumored uh, that on the horseshoe this ghost still haunts those campus buildings and that if you are a student from above the mason dixon line then Ooh. you're a subject subject to a good haunting <laughs> from the ghost of this uh 
nurse. I've got some parts mm. of that backwards. So no, I guess yeah. it's I guess it's if you were yeah no it's if you're I guess the nurse was a southern nurse mm. and maybe she was like a prisoner of war or something. Anyways, mm. the lore is that this uh, nurse haunts the students from the north. That wasn't it for me though. For me, it was um there was one night where I'd been out. I'd been hanging out around the horseshoe and uh, gotten into some things and you know I was just feeling a little bit a little bit rambunctious a little bit energetic and uh, a little bit adventurous and so I start walking around the horseshoe and come to realize that at this time some of those windows on some of those horseshoe buildings are unlocked the doors are locked, but some of those windows are left unlocked. Oop. They were at the time. So I get a little experimental and uh, wind up in a place that was no longer outside on the horseshoe, but inside one of these one of these areas. Oop. And I start, <laughs> I start making my way around, climbing the steps in this one building out there. And... Uh, and got got to the to the top of the stairway at this landing and there was a doorway into this room and i just got this chill up my spine man and i was like i feel like there's like people in this room right oh, now wow. that i'm not alone yeah, yeah yeah and uh i told that story later on to one of my friends who was a ambassador and this building is also known as the visitor center and uh and she was saying oh yeah there's a story that or there there's times that people will go upstairs to that room and find that all the chairs and furniture are out of place and it looks like people were having a meeting wow and i was wow. like whoa well i was like well I almost rolled up on whoever that was i know it because i felt it wow yeah wow. so that was that was yeah. you know one time i've had some kind of trippy dreams and stuff like that i've you know there's like you ever heard of astral travel yeah 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 of course yeah, so I mean, I feel like that's like a real thing, whatever it is. And uh, but yeah, I would say my my kind of paranormal experiences are limited to the dream world. Mm -hmm. How about you? Yeah, so uh, kind of same here, not but not at the horseshoe. Um, <laughs> I've had some dream experiences, you know. Um, I've had uh, at least one friend, one good friend, and then one dead relative who. But in both cases, had passed away and paid me a visit. You know, and in both cases, it was kind of the same deal. They were just like, everything's okay. Don't worry about me. I'm all right. You know, that sort of thing. Um, and then, but more creepy was when I was a kid, um, we lived in an apartment that I was convinced was haunted. I was a latchkey kid, typical, typical Gen X latchkey kid. So I'd walk home from school when I was like seven because we lived right, right next to the school. So it was like a really quick walk. So I'd come in, uh, you know, had a key, let myself in. I'd be there for hours until my mom got home from work. And um, so it was an upstairs, downstairs. And I would spend most of my time downstairs watching TV. And multiple, multiple times I could hear the door slamming upstairs. And there's a big difference between, like, the neighbor slamming their door and, like, your upstairs bedroom door slamming. I mean, you know that sound, you know. And they would just open and close themselves all the time. Um, also, the the, scare, the chair. I'm sorry. The uh, the stairs would creak, <clears throat> and I got to know certain stairs, specific ones, which one make creaky sounds when you stepped on them, and which ones didn't. 
because I kind of played a game out of it. Like as a kid, I'd be like, "Can I make my way up the stairs without squeak, without creaking anything and squeaking anything?" Because I know where to step to make the squeak, right? So it was kind of like a little game. It was like, "How quiet can I get? Can I get up the stairs without the squeaks?" But I would be laying in bed, and I could hear the squeaking. I could hear what sounded exactly like someone just walking up and down the stairs at night. Like my mom would already be in bed and asleep, and I would just be like up all night, couldn't sleep. And uh, I for sure would hear someone walking up and down the steps all the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I used to want to call like my aunt and my cousin uh, when I was home by myself and uh, get someone to come pick me up and take me over to their house. And I would kind of be like, oh, I'm bored. But in actuality, I just want to get out of the house. Like, I, <laughs> I was too freaked out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the closest for me. Unfortunately, no alien sightings, as much as I'd love to have one. Yeah, 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 same here. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like I've done everything right. I don't know what else I need to do. I mean, I think that, I guess, I don't know. I don't. I guess what I'm wondering is, like, do aliens do magic? Do they respond to magical spells and incantations? Because I feel like I've been going down that road, and maybe I've been putting all my eggs in the, like, spellcasting basket, when really what I should have been done is, is sending some good old-fashioned, like, RF radiation into space to signal that I'm here. Now, that's one of the things so this is what I was wondering actually over the past like week or so is how far up can you hear WUSC? Does it follow? If you can hear WUSC like 30, 30 miles out, give or take, how far up in the air could you go? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm no physicist point. and I don't know if like yeah. ions work differently at different yeah. levels of the What's what's the dome? What's the bubble? Atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I want to know: can they hear us? Like, are these things? Yeah. If they're out there, can they hear hear, hear me running my mouth about them? You know, uh, I mean, I've just I've taken it for granted that like if, if I'm talking about the CIA or FBI at Fort Jackson, somebody's yeah. listening. If I'm talking about oh, screwed, yeah. defense yeah. contractor like Bay Systems or yeah. perhaps even Raytheon, Raytheon implicated in the alien news recently. Um, somebody's listening if i'm talking about the russian orthodox church somebody's probably listening so what i'm wondering is if and i'm glad y'all are i'm glad you everybody's listening welcome <laughs> welcome to wuscfm in hc1 columbia uh, yeah. pleasure pleasure to be here with y'all tonight but uh but what i'm wondering is you know if is uh is are, are the ets or interdimensional beings listening so what do you make of it what did you hear in the news and what did you think about it so uh i, I saw only a couple of quick little articles one was that um um there was on i, I listened to it there's a 911 call from the family that said that they oh, were that's that's something else we yeah, didn't yeah. talk about that that's what i was talking about yeah, yeah. Oh. so there was like a sighting and then like kind of at the same time it was that 911 call where they were like there were two eight foot tall people in our backyard. Oh, yeah. That one, so, yeah. you know, if the UFO community was quick to point out that that story was not a coincidence, uh-huh. and it's not like a red herring, but that is actually a separate story from everything that I was discussing earlier. Gotcha. With okay. the whistleblower and the oh, okay. yeah. secret government programs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was that. I'm glad you mentioned that because... It was a crash. Yeah, it was, it was a crash, and then those two people showed up, or two quote-unquote people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Beings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I've been following that, too, and so so I don't know. I mean, in the UFO community, they talk about, like, the, the narrative of disclosure and, mm-hmm. like, what the path is going to be, how they're going to do it, and that 
you know, things now seem to be kind of out of control because now all these whistleblowers are coming forward with all this stuff. So it's uh-huh. just like, I'll tell you what I was thinking earlier about the alien, that alien story in Vegas, though, was that there was a time where that would not have been reported on CNN, like not by a long shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can remember those types of stories for me growing up were relegated to like the National Enquirer yeah. and like supermarket tabloids and stuff exactly, like that. Yeah. Like yeah. CNN wasn't, you might see it on like unsolved mysteries mm-hmm. or some show like that, mm-hmm. but they weren't going to treat it like a news item, Exactly. you know? And, and so it's, Tom DeLong of Blink-182 made the point kind of earlier on, like circa 2017, that that people, that humans, the human experience is such that we understand things when they're put in narrative form or in story form. Like in order to understand things, we either have to have like tangible evidence that we can see and evaluate in our own hands for ourselves or we have to have somebody tell us a story. And it seemed to be that's what he was hinting at. And I'll spare your listeners the discussion of Tom DeLonge's outfit. But he started up this To the Stars Academy, and he was saying that there needed to be that this information. Is, what he was suggesting was this information is so heavy for humans to get our mind around as far as the physics of it and the, the consequences for our our origin story and our place in the universe and stuff like that he said it's all so heavy that it has to be put into narrative form so we can make sense of it yeah it makes sense it does make sense yeah yeah i never thought about that way but actually i mean it's yeah i i don't you know want to talk about the day job but in my day job Mm -hmm. i'm a content creator and uh, of sorts i'm a, a social media manager and uh yeah yeah that's that's like how how I present things. How we present things is sort of instead of dry instructional, it's more. Let me tell you a story about it, and then get the information across. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it works more. It, does, it certainly works better that way. Keep sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a PSA here that let's left me hanging. The story of um, I think the PSA is called like trust your friends or something like that, or mm-hmm. listen to your friends, mm-hmm. and it's about uh like a snake who's called like Benny the boa constrictor or s- something like that mm-hmm. and squeak the mouse. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I play that PSA just because <laughs> I like, I want to listen to the story. It's like a minute long. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, let's do my set. I'm going to do my first little set and maybe hang in after this set's over. Maybe you'll hear about squeaky the mouse and, What's his name? Benny the Snake or whatever. Well, listen, I think yeah. I reckon I'm going to take off and leave okay. you with it. So right. I'll be listening in the vehicle in my own little spaceship on the way. But thank you for letting me hang for a little bit. Anytime. Anytime. It was Absolutely. good seeing you. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. All right. Uh, Dub DZ from uh, One More Saturday Night, on who's here on every Saturday night, uh, 6 to 8. Most Saturday nights, at least these days. Um, 6 to 8 Saturday nights on uh, WSC right before the show. Tune in every week for that faux show. And... Um, yeah, I guess I'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah. thank you. We'll yeah. see you next week. Peace. Awesome. awesome. Appreciate it. So, uh, first set of the show, uh, Blood Ceremony, uh, Doom Legends, uh, have recently come up with their next album, which was a large gap between albums. It was like several years uh, since the last album, but uh, finally came out with the most recent album, uh, The Old Ways Remain, and that's going to kick off this set with a track called uh, Eugenie 
And then we're getting to some skeletal family brand new stuff. And then this entire set's made of brand new stuff. Uh, Bestial Mouse just premiered in a brand new track. That's going to be in here. Some Girls Under Glass. Then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more and then get to a Father's Day set. So that's all coming up on 90.5 DWC FM Columbia on your broadcast on your Dark Entries Goth Radio. But like I said, here is the brand, brand spanking new stuff from Blood Ceremony right here. And thanks to WBZ.
Girls Under Glass uh, featuring Mortis, the track called Tainted. And uh, we'll kick the show off there with uh, live stuff from Bauhaus with The Man with X-Ray Eyes. That's from the live uh, Press Eject and Give Me the Tape album. And uh, Blood Ceremony kicked off the, the main set there with uh, from their brand new album, The Old Rays Remain. The track was called Eugenie with a fantastic uh, saxophone solo. Uh, it worked in there. Uh, I was talking to Ipsy a little while back, a few weeks ago, and he was all jazzed about the album. He was talking about how much he loved that solo, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it is really good, actually. Uh, Skeletal Family after that with brand new stuff from them with My Own Redemption from an album called Light from the Dark, which came out on April 22nd. Uh, I got jazzed when I actually first saw the, so- the song title because I thought maybe they were covering um, the one by Theater of Hate, uh, the track called My Own Redemption, which is uh, arguably my favorite Theater of Hate track. And which I played on the show before, and I was like, oh crap, are they doing a cover of that? No, not at all. Uh, totally different song, just happens to have the same title, but still really good. Uh, Spirited System after that with uh, Down to You, uh, straight out of North Carolina, actually, uh, with a sound that uh, was, to me, very Smashing Pumpkins-esque, actually. I'm only vaguely familiar with them, and I should be because they're semi-local, but uh, I really dig that track. It's, it's sort of like a goth meets uh, grunge light Smashing Pumpkins era grunge type stuff in the 90s. It was really, I like the sound of that quite a bit. Uh, Beastial Males with their brand new one called um, Slitskin from an album called Rot uh, In My Skin that's coming out on August uh, 11th, actually. And uh, and then Girls Under Glass featuring Mortise is what we just heard a second ago with a track called uh, Tainted. I saw Mortise open up for uh, Christian Death in 1999 uh, in Atlanta. I, I wasn't familiar with Mortise at all. I never even heard of him. And that was my introduction to him, was uh, seeing him live at a tiny little club in Atlanta. And uh, it was something else. Uh, he, it, it, most of it was entirely drums. It was He had about four people on stage with him. I think they were all just playing different types of drums, like electric drums and things. And that was most of the uh, songs. It was just all percussion with him singing on top of it. And then uh, in the background was a girl strapped to like an X cross, whatever that cross is called, that's shaped like an X. And she was there for the entire show. <laughs> she was just hanging from this thing and then at one point he uh in the show he like gets a bucket of fake blood and throws it all over or throws it on her and then kind of goes back and plays some more music and then at the end of it the way into the show was he he went back there and just picked her up and slung her over his shoulder and then walked off and that was the end of the show <laughs> and then christian death came on so it was a fun show uh, so that's that about that on that. Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio. It is about 9 o'clock-ish, so it's time for a break. We're going to take a quick little break here. We're going to hear from Uncle Charlie. He's going to come back and talk a little bit. And, uh, and then we'll play one little quick track for the what we call the uh, Uncle Charlie set. Just uh, Brad, Drab Majesty just put a new one out, so I'm going to play that track. Then uh, we'll hop back on, and we'll do a quick little... I'll do some talking, and then we'll play a quick little uh, Father's Day theme set. And, uh, and then we'll end the show with some psychobilly. So that's the show. And maybe your request, if there's time to get them in, 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WSC for spooky tunes and horror business until uh, 10 o'clock on UWSC 90.5. But uh, time for Uncle Charlie right after this break. On the road again. Nearly 700,000 Americans were arrested on marijuana charges last year. That's an enormous waste of law enforcement resources and terribly unfair to those arrested and their families. It's time we stopped arresting adults who smoke marijuana responsibly. For more information, visit Normal's website at www.normal.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL and tell them Willie sent you. Enrique's neighborhood sure has changed. I tell you what, all these artists moved in so fast. 
and they all look the same, real skinny and walk slowly. The people you are referring to are hipsters. They walk slowly because they got no place to be, man. You're tuned in to WUSC-FM in HD1 Columbia. Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi, I'm Sarah Schuster. I went on a website called inventnow.org, and after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the Insta-Do. Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side, and you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's a summer thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions, or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. Self-defense is anything we do to make our lives safer on a daily basis. Self-defense is fighting with our fists, yelling, telling him to stop looking at us, running away, listening to our gut instinct, getting support, knowing that we are worth defending, talking about what happened. <laughs> and playing rock. The goal of self-defense is to provide all women, children, queers, people of color, and targeted communities with options and skills that are effective and practical no matter what our experience, age, level of fitness, or shape of body may be. And then when all the children fall down into me on my level, I pretty much identified with them because I was a throwaway also. So it goes to the point of, do you really care? When you said... And who does care? And if anybody cares, they're considered crazy. I've been 15 years in the nut for it. 
for trying to stop the trees from being cut down, from trying to uh, rearrange a lifestyle of a bunch of people who don't want to change, but they're going to change because the cold wind is blowing. You're going to change and there's going to be no life left on the planet Earth.
Let's do it from a drab majesty. Featuring Rachel uh, Goswell, the track called Vanity. Audio Dark Entries, Goth Radio, uh, Gothy Tunes, and Post Punk, and Industrial, and Spooky Tunes, and Horror Business until 10 o'clock. With your old uh, host, old DJD on 90.5 WSC FM in Columbia. That was right after uh, Words of Wisdom with Uncle Charlie. And uh, we got one hour left on the show. We're going to uh, finish up uh, strong at the end with a uh, sort of a rockabilly, psychabilly, slash horror punk set at the end there. Uh, most of it going out, well, pretty much all of it going out to Olin. Uh, and uh, in a minute, we're going to get into a Father's Day set, but I want to talk just a few minutes about some horror stuff I've been watching in the last couple of days. Um, I should be at, last night I should be going to see The Flash, or as I call it, Batman, and I guess The Flash is in it too, but I mean, let's be real, I'm, I'm there for Batman. Uh, Batman 1989 is my favorite movie of all time, literally my favorite movie of all time ever, and quote every single word of it. And uh, Michael Keaton's my favorite actor, so obviously I'm very excited about this movie. Was planning on going to see it last night, open the weekend, but I always go with my cousin. Turns out he's got to work at the last minute, he's got to work last night and tonight, so he can't do it this weekend, so now we got to wait till next weekend, it's a whole thing. Now I get to play the game of trying to like avoid spoilers for the next week. If any of you mugs spoil that thing for me, I will hunt you down and I will murder everything you've ever loved. Okay, I won't do that, but I'll spare the dog, but that that's my game I'm playing right now. Don't spoil the movie. So uh, I'll, I'll see you next weekend, hopefully. By the, by, by the time we, we were doing this thing next Saturday, I will have seen it so we can talk. But what I have been watching in the last couple of days is finally um, The Last of Us and then also... Um, Mayfair Witches, and um, the premiere episode of The Walking Dead, Dead City, which uh, technically airs tomorrow, but there are ways to have seen it earlier. <laughs> so uh, I may or may not have already seen that movie, that show. I will say, this spoils nothing. This is a general Walking Dead Negan thought for just Negan in general. Why is this man still living? I think I've said this, but I've gone this right before. I don't know why in the world... This man is still above ground, much less to the point to where he can have his own spinoff show, just running around with Maggie, just teaming up, going on the road like there's no other human being in this world that could have helped her out in the jam that she's in right now. Entire seasons went by where this man was just hanging out in the community. Without a bullet in him, I, I, I mean, this is how that conversation should have gone. Oh, we got Negan in jail. Oh, okay. I'm gonna oh, hang on a second. I gotta. I'm gonna go nip out and get my lunch. Um, uh, I'm gonna swing by and uh, and just uh, just shoot Negan real quick. Uh, you need anything while I'm out? I'm just gonna. That's, that's just on the way back from lunch. I'm just gonna swing by the, uh, the the cell there and put a bullet in Negan. You want to come? Um, I got a baseball bat. We can just take care of it that way too. That that'd be fine. Oh, that's you know. I tell you what. Let's put together a whole group. Anybody want to come? Just put a ne- bullet in Negan. It's, I mean, it's. I don't know why it has been done yet, but I'm gonna go ahead. and... Just while I'm out, you know, picking some tomatoes, let's just take care of that. Um, that that's how that should have gone. <laughs> it should have even been a conversation. Um, but no, he gets his own show. So anyway, um, there's that. Uh, the Last of Us, I'm a huge, huge fan of those games. Um, they are emotionally draining. Uh, after I played the second one, I needed to, like, eat some cereal and uh, just watch cartoons for a while to kind of go to some sort of happy place. Because it just wrecks you. Um, the show kind of like you know is in that vein also, but uh, uh, pretty good adaptation. I was I was kind of dubious about Bella Ramsey. I didn't know how, how she was going to do in terms of like portraying um, Ellie, mostly because she doesn't look a thing like Ellie at all in the games. But um, but I liked her in Game of Thrones, and I, she's she's kind of I warmed up to her. She's kind of brought me around. Um, 
I knocked out those those nine episodes pretty quick. I binged them in the last couple of days, and um, <clears throat> yeah, good good stuff. They they absolutely perfectly captured the uh, the look of all the look of the game in terms of like the environments, uh, the sounds of the clickers. I mean, it's just spot on. It's exactly they look and sound exactly like they do in the game. I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect. Um, so yeah, yeah, great. I've really dug it, and uh, you know, Pedro Pascal is pretty pretty solid. It's weird because I, I can't watch it and listen to him without just thinking it's just Mandalore. I, I, I'm just waiting for him to like go get his armor and just do his thing because you can't separate that guy from that voice. So uh, it's kind of surreal. But um, yeah, yeah, recommended. Uh, I love that. Uh, I also have been watching Mayfair Witches. Uh, I've been rereading Anne Rice in the last few months. And where I'm at right now is I just, I, I've made my way all through the entire Vampire Trilogy, I mean Vampire Series. And I've recently been rereading... Um, the Witching Hour, and it's been a good 20 years since the last time I read it, so I don't remember hardly anything. It's like reading it for the first time, honestly. Fantastic. Absolutely love that book. I love every single thing about it. Um, and Anne Rice. So I'm right in the thick of it right now, in terms of just like, I read it every day, so it's like on my mind, so I was like, man, I can't wait to watch this show and finally see these characters realized, and you know, oh man, who's going to be in it? Like, is Aaron Lightner going to be in it? Like, who's going to play him? And like, what's Deirdre going to look like? And you know, how are they going to portray that? And blah, blah, blah. So you know how it is, you know, when you're like a fan of something and then it finally gets adapted into something and you just can't wait to see all these scenes in the show um, that you've got in your head and, you know, who you think the people are going to look like and everything. Uh, and then you watch the show. And, um, yeah, they made a show. <laughs> they made a show. And they called it Mayfair Witches. And I guess, yeah, it's technically based on those books sort of um about the mayfair witches and about rowan um deirdre's in it um yeah some of those characters are in it and they do some of those things those people do um that is about all i can say (laughs) oh man um yeah it's it's its own thing I'll just put it that way. It's its own thing. It's doing its own thing. It's off doing its own thing. If you're a fan of that series of the books, you haven't seen the show yet, I would not set your expectations too high in terms of getting a proper adaptation of that series. Let's just put it that way. Um, Entire characters have been combined into a new character. Uh, Michael's just not in at all. Aaron Leitner's not in at all. But instead, they just came up with another guy and just combined Aaron Leitner and Michael into this new guy and storylines are happening, things are happening that didn't happen. I don't know. Jesus. It's, it's, it, if you've never read the books, it's fun. If, if you have, it's just a major disappointment. And I hate to say that, but, uh, yeah. Um, I'm, bl- I'm flying through it though. I'm like, I'm like almost done with episode six. I got two more left and that's it. Uh, I don't know if when the second season is going to come out. I did see that the second season of the last of us actually probably won't be until 2025 which is sad because that I actually am very much looking forward to. But uh, let's do some more show kids because we have about a little over half an hour left. Uh, I'm going to finish strong, like I said, with some psychobilly. But before we get into that, Pappy Day, the old Father's Day, the old Pappy's Day is tomorrow. So I'm going to head up um, out of town and go see Dad. I called him actually on the way here. We had long talks. So I'm going to go do that kind of thing tomorrow. But uh, for all the fathers out there, we're going to do a... Uh, a little bit of a uh, Father's Day theme set right now on the show. Short one, only three tracks, but um, one's about ten minutes long, so that's gonna make it for it. That's uh, it's gonna be Virgin Prunes with uh, "Come to Daddy." That's coming up in a, in a minute in the set, but we're gonna start it off with some Abaddon. 
track called Black Father. My father's name said, Dark Country's Goth Radio is on your radio. Here we go.
what is it? God knows, we don't. His personal history was falsified, his prints were untraceable. It was possible Morrison had done it before. You can call me sentimental, I don't care. I have beautiful friends, I have a wonderful new family. So what do you think? Can we give this little guy a home? Sure. That's my girl. He's a wonderful man. And he wants to care for us. I don't know. I just... There's just something about him. Oh, that guy in Bellevue killed his whole family. Cut him up with knives. Maybe they disappointed him. All we need is a right here. You're a good boy. You're a good boy. Isn't he a good boy? Your daddy's little angel. Stop! Hi, honey. Just some crazy creep. Don't you talk to your father that way. He's not my father. How can you even bear to let him do it? You stop it. We have to talk, honey. About what? About what is happening to our family. I'm taking care of it. He scares me, Dr. Bondry. Who am I here? Help me! Help! You're a very bad girl. Stepfather.
Pet, uh, finishing up our little Father's Day set there. Pet was a band that should have been so much bigger than they were, man. That album, uh, also called Pet, um, was produced by Tori Amos, and I can't remember this lead singer's name, but um, everyone sort of discovered them because they had a, a track from that album on the soundtrack to The Crow 2. I think it's called Little Boots. Um, that was how everybody discovered Pet, and um, the whole album is fantastic. They're trying to waste a track on this. I mean, it, what you just heard was called Fatherland, and every single song on the album is that good. Um, and as far as I know, I think they put the one album out and they just completely disappeared. I don't, I don't know whatever happened to them, but um, I really wish that they had done more. Um, so we kicked it off there with a, a bad end with Black Father, and then we had a Come to Daddy by Virgin Provings in there, and then Pet, and that is our Father's Day set. So happy Father's Day to all the pappies out there. I'm going to see mine tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to go up and go take him out to dinner, which take him out means we're going to go pick up some takeout and then bring it home and, want, and eat it because uh, he's a big golf guy. And the U.S. Open, I think, is on now, so he, he wants to watch that. So I'm going to go pick up some uh, takeout food and bring it home and give him a card, and we'll sit around and watch golf and do dad stuff. So if you guys do celebrate, celebrate, I hope you have a good one. Um, hey. We got time for one more set. We're going to do a set, and uh, like I said, it's going to be a, a rockabilly slash gothabilly slash horror punk set with a lot of fun stuff in it. I guess Misfits coming up. I got some uh, horror pops. You know, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not even going to get into all the bands, but uh, this one, this entire set, entire s- next 15, 20 minutes of the show was entirely devoted to Olin, um, friend of the show, friend of the station, so big uh, psychobilly guy. So this one goes out to him and everybody else. Um, yeah. And we'll come back and we'll do with some little, probably a little uh, Rocky Horror and get the heck out of here. So, what are we kicking off with? Oh, uh, the cramps. Yeah, here we go.
It came from outer space to fill the world with terror, to bring you unforgettable suspense. What was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from outer space? And what did they want on Earth? You can learn the amazing answer only when you see the most thrilling picture in years. It came from outer space. In the astonishing realism of three dimensions, with objects coming right out of the screen, so real they almost touch.
Best way to end the show, man. I can't st- I can't really think of any way I can better end it than that. So uh, that was the uh, Rockabilly, Gothabilly, Horror Punk set. Uh, going out to Olin, start off with uh, Cramps with The Way I Walk. Horror Pops in there with Ghouls. Uh, Necromantic's in there with A Nice Day for a Resurrection. Kitty in the Casket in there with Bride of the Monster and Misfits with Ghouls Night Out. And segue, if you want to come to a Ghouls Night Out, smooth segue, um, you can July uh, 21st and 22nd uh, for Halloween in July because that is happening in town. Uh, coming up very, very soon. Uh, it's going to be up here before you know it. Hang on just one second. I'm getting over to the, uh, to the image here. It's our fifth annual Halloween in July. Uh, I can't believe we've actually done these things for five years now. It's crazy. Uh, happening at the R Bar. It's going to be on the weekend of Friday, July 21st, Saturday, July 22nd. Uh, Friday, uh, the Friday night one's going to be sort of the metal night. Uh, the Saturday night's going to be sort of the rock night, uh, sort of rock slash alternative night. And uh, a slew of bands are playing. I'm going to rattle them off right now. Uh, Friday night, you've got Five Ohm, Bona Lisa, Lowercase Gods, uh, Helvis. Helvis? I forgot Helvis is playing. And Le Mary Chavalet. Oh, and some guy named DJD. I guess that'd be me. Um, yeah, I'll be there uh, setting up and DJing before the bands and after the bands in between all the bands. Uh, so you can come out and listen to the live version of Dark Injuries Goth Radio. And Saturday, the next night, is going to be uh, the R&R MFers, Turbo Gato, the Transonics, Vinyl Are My Pants, Damn the Sun, Dr. Barug, and the Harry and the Hootenannies. Uh, this is happening at Art Bar, July, 20, uh, July 21st and the 22nd, Friday and Saturday night. Doors open 6 o'clock, 21 and only up to get in. That's at 1211 Park Street here in Columbia. And uh, Friday night's going to only be $8, and Saturday night's only going to be 10 bucks. For just 8 bucks, you get one, two, three, four bands and me, DJing, between all the bands. Saturday, for 10 bucks, you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bands for $10. And it's all Halloween-themed, and you come out in your costumes. We're doing Halloween. It's in July. We're doing it again. We do it every year. It's the fifth annual. Just come do it. There. There's your announcement. I'll be hyping it up uh, from now until then, so and beyond. So, um, And because it's, you know, costumes are encouraged, you'll see old Deidre do. You'll see me out there in my Halloween costume, which I'm still working out what it's going to be. I think I know what it's going to be. So, yeah, that's that. Come out. Come out and dance to, uh, dance to good bands and me. So, yeah, let's do that. Hey, guess what? Uh, this is the show. This is the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks uh, for everybody who kept me company online, and thanks to uh, Dub Deezy, who was on for uh, one more Saturday night before me and hung out, and uh, we talked aliens and the supernatural and such. We might do that again next week. I don't know. Um, shout out to everybody who's listening to me online and kept me, uh, kept me uh, you know, occupied on the socials. You know who you are. And, uh, yeah, let's do this next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, 90.5 WSCFM Columbia. You can catch me on all the socials at, at Dark Injury DJD, um, on Instagram and uh, Twitter at, at Dark Injury DJD, and also on Facebook at Dark Injury's Goth Radio, and uh, possible more other social media channels to come that I'm working on, actually. I know I keep teasing that, but I think that's in the works. So uh, I'll be announcing all that stuff as it happens. And uh, as always, tonight's episode is recorded. I'll have it uploaded to the podcast in the next couple of days. That's darkentriesgothradio.podbean.com. And you may even be listening to this episode right now on that thing uh, like two or three days from now. So if you are, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, This is me from the past telling you thanks for uh, clicking on the thing and listening to the thing. Leave me a comment. Always leave me on the comments and all the things so I can know you're there. All right, we're getting out of here uh, with Rocky Horror as we usually do. And I'm going to go off into the night and see what I can do. Probably listen to some alien stuff. Maybe get abducted. 
right, that's it. See you next week, kids. As always, keep it spooky. Streaming into my life.